Welcome to Inside the Media Minds. I'm your host, Christine Blake. This show features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories and give you a behind-the-scenes look at the life of a technology reporter. We'll learn about the person behind the byline and get their thoughts on the top trending stories. From our studio at W2 Communications, let's go Inside the Media Minds. All right, this is Christine Blake, the host of Inside the Media Minds, and we are continuing our RSA special coverage with Jeff Stone, the associate editor at CyberScoop. So we've been excited to have Jeff on the podcast for a while now, so thanks for coming. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start out with some of your background, what you cover, what you specialize in, and um, what excites you. Um, right, so I'm the associate editor at CyberScoop. We are... Uh are based in DC and I am in New York. So what I've been writing a lot about lately is um, a few trials that are underway for accused Russian cyber criminals who um, the Justice Department has alleged uh, created a massive ad fraud scheme uh, and in a really complex way to make a long story short, what they did is um, inflate web traffic and charge advertisers for views that didn't exist. Um, again, long, complex way of saying they stole like $50 million, again, according to prosecutors. That is has been my top priority uh, lately, but of course, all kinds of stuff. Threat intelligence, what companies are doing, what CISOs are thinking about, you name it. So do you typically cover re like research, like breaking news? What type of things are you looking into? Yes, uh, we cover research. Um, um, Anything that's interesting, I know. I mean, I know it's kind of a lame answer, but uh, something, anything to do with like emerging technologies or emerging threats, uh, that kind of thing. But yes, research is is always great, especially if we can tie it into something larger that's happening, like a, you know, geo geopolitical stuff or, or cyber espionage stuff like that. So here at RSA this week, um, it's definitely the largest the biggest RSA yet, I think. It's like over 40,000 people and it gets big, yeah, it gets bigger and bigger every year. This is the biggest one. Um, what, it, from your perspective, what sets companies apart here and differentiates them from all the crazy boosts and everything? What, what, what's, what, what separates sets, companies apart yeah, from each other? Um, for me, uh, so, so I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. It's funny that you ask that because I feel lucky that I can, as a member of the media, I can kind of come in and um, almost be an observer of it and, and try to chronicle what's happening. Um, I don't have, uh, you know, a CFO on me saying, you need to make the right decision in this cybersecurity product. Um, what differentiates these companies for me, honestly, is just the people that I know that, that work at them. And um, if I know what a company does uh, and can kind of get through a lot of the technical descriptions that they use, that's always helpful. So out of the things that you've seen so far this week here, what are some of the more interesting things from your perspective? Um, there was fantastic research to your earlier question two um, presentations that came out this afternoon one was from recorded future which um, uh, demonstrated how Chinese state media is using Western social media Instagram and other websites to um, 
disseminate propaganda and political misinformation meant to benefit, you'll never guess, China. But um, the other one was from Silence, which had to do with, uh, uh, this, this wasn't completely new, but um, this idea that pa the Pakistani military has been targeted by a new uh, espionage group. So oh, th those are the two, thing that, two things that come to mind, but um, uh, Google's big announcement earlier this week, which we covered, was, was really interesting. Uh, and like you said, the size of this is, is interesting alone. So when you're when you are writing and looking into things to write about, what excites you the most, like personally? Is it the geopolitical stuff? Is it the nation state attacks? Is it is not you know not product news? Like what what gets you like excited and keeps you going? Uh, for that's that's a good question. Uh, what my what my editor tells me to do? No no no. Uh, so it's it's uh, honestly anything that's new. I know that's a, a really lame answer. But if it's like like there a big theme this week that that that, uh, it, that is compelling to me is DevOps, which honestly I'm trying to get my head around it still. Um, but this this mentality of businesses and software developers moving quickly and more efficiently, um, and and how security fits into that. It seems like different companies are doing that in different ways. Um, you know, correcting code within hours after they wrote it rather than weeks or months that that maybe more traditionally so that's that's one of the big themes that i think has been interesting this week one question that we ask all of the reporters that come on this podcast is to look ahead to the year and see what we think may be the biggest headline of the year so last year we saw a lot about election security and gdpr and privacy so we want to get your perspective and maybe a little bit of a prediction um on what a major theme could be it could be a couple um what do you think? uh right so i the, uh i obviously can't predict like a big like wanna cry not petcha that kind of thing the first thing that comes to mind um i hope this isn't too lame but it, it is this idea that these cybersecurity companies that are all on the floor are obviously all talking to each other now as we speak, and they're buying each other. And they're always investigating these deals, and they're spending millions and millions of dollars. I think the, the Cisco acquisition of Duo, I might be remembering this wrong, was like $4 billion? Was it that high? Um, it's crazy. So watching as these companies move from being all over the place to like a more centralized situation uh, is, I, I don't know what the answer is, th yeah. what that means, but it's, it's, it's certainly happening. Yeah, no, we'll, definitely we'll definitely see that, I think, happening more and more. Um, and then from a per different perspective, so, you know, you're probably always getting media pitches um, from vendors and PR people and marketing people. What is your advice to them? Um, as they reach out to you and try to, you know, position their company's research and and uh, messaging it in front of you. Uh, give me more. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, look, I, I, it, it's tough. It, it's really tough. Like, like I just said, there's so many cybersecurity companies. I can't remember the the last figure. It was like something thousand companies that are doing this. So. Um, it's it's challenging. I don't feel like I'm in a position um, as a you know reporter and editor and a writer um, to evaluate 
whether products work or not. Um, so if a researcher can tell me more or tell me something sooner than anybody else or in a different way or um, uh, not feel restricted like they're gonna get in trouble for saying something, um, I think that that resonates and that is, I mean, that's always will, will catch my attention. Good to know. And we always like to get a little bit more background on you and the person that we say behind the byline. So how did you get your start writing about, uh, well, in journalism in general, but then also writing about this, um, this industry? How did you get into this? What keeps you here? Uh, what what keeps me into it is is easy, uh, w which is that that it's this strange, developing world where like all this big money and and um, business and crime and espionage and um, all of this stuff is kind of coming together. Politics. Um, you mentioned election security, so it's there's always something to write about. It feels very. Um, important, right? I mean, there's this big problem that somebody, I, I mean, a lot of people are trying to figure out how to solve, and it, it matters. Um, how did I get started on it? Uh, hmm. I guess it's been four or five years, but I guess I, I, I remember, the, the first thing that when you ask that that comes to mind is Anonymous. And when they were... Um, um, going after that they, they were targeting you know these DDoS attacks and they were harassing um, this town in Ohio do you remember Steubenville Ohio yeah yeah remember that story um, um, these football players these high school football players were accused of committing sexual assault I think it was I should remember this if it's the first story that I did but um, um, it just introduced a whole new element to this to this story, and uh, talking to some of those guys and and, and figuring I, I assume that they were guys. Maybe I shouldn't, um, but but speaking with anonymous and um, trying to figure out what their motivations were, who's telling the truth, what's real and what's not, was like okay, this is this is a thing. Yeah, um, I sat in on a briefing this morning, and. Uh, one of the, uh, actually it was the, the question that sort of ended the briefing, was this idea that um, cybersecurity is mostly thought of in today's world in terms of the tech, right? The cybersecurity guys answer up the chain to the CTO, right? And so when things go wrong, they throw more money at it and throw more technology at it, right? This gentleman's point was, um, we need to change the paradigm and think about it in terms of risk, right? What is the the the, you know, how are we going to start addressing it to risk, the way that these companies are being structured, the way that the security departments are handled, um, and, and all that. I mean, are you seeing any sort of evolution, or do you think that the year ahead is just going to be more tech companies buying other smaller tech companies, or, or is there a paradigm shift happening? Um, I think, uh, based on some of the reporting that, that CyberScoop uh, has done over the past, I would say, six months, CyberScoop certainly hasn't been alone. But th there seems to be m more companies now are structuring themselves, just like you said, to prevent risk. Um, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is like they're moving the chief information security officer away from um, the CIO, and, and they're reporting maybe to the board or more frequently, or the CEO, or the chief risk officer, 
or a, a, a different position. So I think that's still probably the minority, um, but it's happening, and I think it's an acknowledgement, right, that these kind of Fortune 500 companies are like, all right, we have stand to lose some money if we don't figure this out. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, yeah, Jeff, so no, I think that really covers everything we wanted to talk to you about. Um, thank you so much for coming on Inside the Medium Minds, our special RSA edition. Um, it was great to talk to you, and um, good luck the rest of this week. Thank you. You too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.